It is episode 19, and we are reviewing SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Mike. And we're here to talk a little professional wrestling. Hell of a weekend for wrestling. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Hell yeah. SummerSlam, not so much hell yeah. I mean, SummerSlam had its parts to me, but... It was entertaining. Yeah. 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 Like I said on Facebook, NXT NXT was awesome. <laughs> that that show from top, from top to, bottom, to bottom, bottom, that was awesome. Um, I, I like that they opened up with a match like with Tyler Breeze versus Jushin yeah. Thunder Liger to get the crowd going. Yeah, that um, was a great match too. Yep, and uh, Jushin man, uh, some of the stuff he did in that match was just great. Like uh, when he got stepped uh, laid on the top rope, mm-hmm. like uh, Tyler Breeze, like did. Tyler Breeze did. Yeah, um, great action. And they put him over. You know, they didn't act like he never wrestled before. Or this, you know, they put his thirty years in the business over. And we, uh, he signed a contract. Oh, he did. He signed a long-term contract with the WWE. Nice. So it will not be the last time we've seen Jushin Thunder Liger. That's awesome. I like that. I I, I like it too. I, he, after that match, he's like 46, 47, 48, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said he was close to 50. <laughs> For a 50-year-old, brother didn't look 50 to me. Friggin', you know, full body suit and a mask, you don't have to look like anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who knows if that was really the actual Jushin Thunder Liger from WCW. For yeah. all we know, it could have been uh, Solomon Crow underneath there. Who knows? I kid, I The kid. original Zin Cara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the, it could have been him. There wasn't many botches. <laughs> yeah, really. But, man, intense action. Great way to start off a card. And the crowd got rolling. And I, I don't think this they stopped at all. Um, no. That was a hot crowd the whole night. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was it was an NXT crowd too. You could definitely tell. Well, it's it's interesting because I, it was the same crowd I think through every show. It's just it showed NXT is just a much more exciting brand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they were there three nights in a row. Yeah, and that crowd didn't didn't get tired at all throughout yeah. the three shows. Um, we got to see uh, Leva Bates. Blue pants yes. come in and help out. That was your prediction. Uh, I, that was yes. your prediction. <laughs> it, it was my prediction. I might have been, I, might, and George, it might have been just a mention, <laughs> but it counts. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a great tag match, man. I, I'm really starting to like the Valda Villains each time yes. I see them more and more because they're just, their gimmick, I think it's something different. It's fun. Um, those guys are deep into their characters. Yes. And Blake and Murphy as heels are just like amazing. They don't have to get on the mic, and I hate them. Mm-hmm. I hate them. Mm-hmm. I hate them. Yep. But it was another just action-packed match. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, what kind of grade would you put Jushin Thunder Liger and Tyler, Tyler Breeze? Breeze? Dan? I'd put that A-. minus. That was a great opening match. And um, I think we all predicted Liger over, didn't we? Oh, I think I predicted. Yeah, I said uh, Jushin Thunder Liger would lose. Okay. Yeah. Um, you said he'd be doing the another favor for Regal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I suck at predicting things. I should really <laughs> not do. It. You know, and it, it got it got Breeze over too. 
And that match did. Yeah, yeah. Well, Breeze, hopefully Breeze doesn't have much more time. It, not that I hate to, I want to see him off NXT, but I want to mm. see him on the main roster. He needs to be on the main roster. Oh, it's time. Character. That character needs to move up. Yeah, it's it's time, and I think he would get over well. Yeah, especially he definitely would. Especially with, like, imagine that uh, entrance he does with the selfie yeah. on the Titan Tron. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be. Rick, Rick Martell of the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked when Liger took the selfie stick during the match yeah. and started taking pictures of that himself. Was, that was funny. It would have been great if they could have figured out, like, if they could have had that project yeah. onto the screen, too. So, oh they, my can, God, they can do it. I mean, they do yeah. it They yeah. do it at NXT, so it wouldn't take much to do it in, on the Titan Tron. So. And I, I liked uh, Tyler Breeze's entrance. Mm-hmm. You know, he had all those models yep. and the different New York stuff. Oh, I yeah. thought that was pretty cool when he was taking a selfie with all of them, and the, the models were just going along with it. Yep. And, it's, and then Juice and Thunder Liger, his entrance is... It's, it's Juice and fucking Thunder Liger. Uh, yeah, he doesn't need an entrance. No. <laughs> he could parachute into the building and no one would care. Yeah, <laughs> no. Amazing match. Amazing show. Amazing show. Um, what kind of uh, grade would we give the tag team title match? I like that match. That, that, was, like a, was, that was a great that match. That was a great match. I'd give that a solid A. I'd give it an A. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I would give the uh, Juice and Thunder Liger title breeze. I didn't tell I'd say a B plus. Mm-hmm. Not you know. I was thinking B plus. It was a great match, but I think I think its placement on the card also helped make it great. I think yeah. if it would have yeah. been somewhere yeah, in the middle, co- it yeah. probably wouldn't have been. And as it wasn't. Hot of a match. It wasn't even that long of a match. Yeah, it wasn't even that long of a match. But it was the opener that the show needed. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the, I, I'm just so impressed with how this card worked out. Yeah, and everything about it. Um, but we went from the tag team titles and. Then where do we go? Uh, well, let's give our grades on the tag team titles. Okay. Dan, you said a day. Mike? I said a solid day. Yeah, definite A. A. A, 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 A. It was a damn great match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, I can't. A lot of great spots, too, especially the one from the uh, the top rope when they, uh, who was it, that uh, came up under him and did like the the double mm-hmm. power bomb or whatever off the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the tower. We yeah, call, we call it tower. Yeah, tower. <laughs> yeah that's so cool. And like, I, you know, I like how they kind of they were all wearing blue. Because when I saw that, and I was yeah. like, wait a minute, they're <laughs> yeah. all wearing blue. As soon yeah. as they blue brought somebody pants, out, blue pants. yeah, and they like, were chanting yeah. before they even made the announcement. Oh yeah, or yeah. Even yeah. Did any kind of mic work or anything? They were chanting blue pants. It's so funny. She, I don't. She's not actually under a contract with the WWE, but. It's funny that she's like one of their most over characters, and she's oh, not yeah. a full time worker for NXT. Yeah. It's amazing, mm-hmm. and I like how they were involved, but they didn't put all the emphasis on them right. being there. You know, it right. was still on the match itself and the tag that's, titles, and that's how NXT is. It's all about the matches, yeah, that are going on. It's not, you know, uh, the run ins. And if if you noticed, uh, blue pants when when the match was over. She didn't get in any picture spots. She was you know, off, she, they off the posing, side a little they bit. They were posing with the titles, and she was off to the side. She was letting them have their moment oh, yeah. in yeah. the cameras. That's you know? classy. So that's you know that's classy. You know she may have been told to do that, but still, you know she wasn't sticking her face and up in the middle of everything trying to get publicity because she's over. She's over already. She's over before she stepped in the door. Oh yeah. Right. So right. And another thing I liked about this card is every match was a clean finish. Yes. There was mm-hmm. no dusty finishes. Nope. And that adds to just an exciting card. Mm-hmm. I think the next match was Corbin versus Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. 
mm-hmm. physical match. Very. Um, as we expected. Yeah, I didn't expect like chain wrestling. No. <laughs> I didn't expect move to this, move to this, move. I expect a lot of punches. Very violent, and I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match for what it was. Yeah, very good match. I think um, Corbin lost, but I don't think I think that's how it should have went too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think Corbin it wasn't did. a tap out; it was a pass out. Oh yeah, yeah. So and it keeps him it keeps him strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you just lost to Samoa Joe. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong or nothing bad about losing to someone like Samoa Joe. Nope. And uh, as far as the match goes, man, I- I'm gonna say probably a B minus. I'll say I'll say B plus on that okay. higher end of a B. I'm going right in the middle. I'm B. B. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it was a it was a brawl for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not gonna but with Samoa Joe. You're not gonna see much technical wrestling. No. You're gonna see a slugfest, yeah. which that it's his style, and I have no problem with that. And it's Baron Corbin's style. And I loved Joe when I first saw him in TNA. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, back when TNA was actually you know the thing to watch and was first getting on TV and yeah, stuff, for that you know? like three weeks for yeah, <laughs> for the first year. If it was good yeah. for the first year, I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. And you know, they they gave me the best match I ever saw live, which was Kurt Angle versus uh, AJ Styles uh, here at the down in South Haven Soto Civic Center and stuff. Yeah, um, when they had the uh, Slam Anniversary pay per view there. Um, that was the best match I ever saw live. So you know, I can't knock TNA the first few years they were around, but yeah, I well, can definitely as, knock them now. Well, <laughs> as as, it, was, it was good when Jeff Jarrett was running the company, right? And right. when Dixie took over, it's, yeah. But I loved I loved Joe when I first spotted him in TNA because it was just like, oh, well, this dude's huge. What you know? What does he bring to the table? And then I started seeing his strikes and stuff, and I'm like. Damn, dude, yeah, can coming, move. Off, coming off the top and yeah. just the stuff that he did. Agile yeah. guy for his size. Yeah. And I for just, years, Mick Foley was trying to get him in WWE, yeah. but they didn't want him. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of ready to see AJ Styles make the move to NXT. I don't know if he'll ever do it. Or I don't. I th- if he wanted to, I don't think in WWE would think twice about it. They would sign him because mm-hmm. they know he would put on some good matches with uh, pretty much anyone like imagine like AJ Styles versus Finn Balor right now. Oh god. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great and then Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles and there could be a kind of so a hint a, at a backstory there. There there's a little bit of an age factor with AJ, oh, yeah. you know. Um and I, I don't want they just signed Jushin Thunder Liger to a 2-year deal. <laughs> I know, but uh, Liger's got 30 years in the business. <laughs> Friggin Friggin' AJ Styles, I'm sure if he was alive longer he'd have 30 years in the business. Yeah. Um he, but you know He's getting up in years, and I think that's one of the one of the contributing factors. And that, and it may be a money thing too. Who knows? Yeah, you know? well, I mean, AJ may, may not want he, an entry yeah, level contract and or he, something well, like that. Well, he may not know? just he may not want to do it. They may not want to do it. Is right. He may be happy working indie shows and Bullet Club P- over in Japan and stuff, and so, doing PWG uh, and you never know all those guys. But, so, um, but back to the card. Yeah, back to the card. Yeah, right? we're getting sidetracked yeah. there. <laughs> uh, what was the next match? It was the the women's title match. That match. Sasha, that Bailey. oh my god, that match. Uh, that's not even the best women's wrestling match of the year. That's match that's of the not year. Even a, th- yeah, it's yeah a, a WWE match of the year because those girls went out there and worked their asses off. I mean, it was entertaining. Wrestling was great. Everything was great. I love the bank statement from the top rope. Oh yeah, um, yeah that was cool. <laughs> That reverse Hurricane Rana, holy shit! When she hit that, yeah, oh my god, that that first Hurricane Rana looked like a screw up, but at the same time, they 
they they recovered so quickly from it by Sasha. Did you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. That first Hurricane Rana when uh, when Bailey was up there, and I don't know what happened on it, but she fell really awkward. Yeah, like I it just landed she, on her shoulder and neck. Basically, I was. I was like, please God, let her get yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Because this match is fucking we awesome. All, we, we all took a big gasp <laughs> oh, yeah. there, but yeah. man. It, the the ending like it was just so satisfying see that be- belly to bailey suplex mm-hmm. and seeing the four horsewomen come out yeah and celebrate and yeah you know we got our nxt four horsemen curtain call <laughs> oh you, yeah you, that was a moment that was a moment that you know you know you may never see those gr- those four girls on the same show again is basically uh, you will. what is basically you will. what that said oh yeah you yeah know, oh yeah on the, on that, you show. Know, on that you, show you may not see them on that show again they're probably going to the main roster from here on out yeah well bailey i think bailey's going to stick around in nxt just for the title sake oh yeah um i i, th- I say two or three months holding the title she's got to get there. on the main roster with that gimmick she's got to get oh, on yeah. there i mean i can't she, she's got to be up there with merchandise sales already yeah you know and you know if she gets up there and gets a good backing from the kids she's up there with Sam and, that, and it, her sales. entrance was given a pretty good preview of what it would look like in a you know a major, major arena, arena because yeah, they, it they, was they added a couple more of the yeah waving flaily arm yeah. <laughs> inflatable tube yep. bands and yep I, and another video i saw was her biggest fan i think her name is izzy mm-hmm. i saw an instagram video of when um, she her reaction to when watching Bailey, Bailey won. win, and it was so cool. Yeah, the dad because her dad was wearing a hug me shirt. Or yeah, the Bailey hug. I'm a hugger or whatever. Right, right. So was she, and she was just so happy to see her hero, um, win. And it, it, I'm I'm blown away. I, to me, this was the best match of the whole weekend. Oh, absolutely. There was no match that topped it. I mean, Finn Balor, and we're going to get to this match next, but it didn't even. I don't. It was good, great match. It was, but yeah, it, it was a great match, but, but it wasn't close. No, no, it wasn't. And you know, take notice, WWE, and let's start really pushing women's wrestling because that showed you they have the talent to do it. Mm-hmm. And there, it's just as soon as a couple of the guys, and working semi main on a main. I mean, that was a sem- a that was show. that was a co main event. Yeah, that yeah. was the, their big network special co-main event, and they they stole the show. Yep, for uh, first time women's match, I think it's stolen the show. Mm-hmm. Which brings in a long time. Yeah, yeah in yeah. a very long time. Now, the last time was Trish and Lita on Raw. Yeah, yep. And you know, I'm glad. I'm really glad it happened, and I hope that Vince and Kevin Dunn were taking notice. Like this is, if you just let these girls do their thing, mm-hmm. they won't let you down, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the ladder match for the NXT Heavyweight Championship between Kevin Owens and Finn a, Balor. I'm surprised Owens made it to the arena the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I bet you they just he had a bed set up <laughs> at the shit. arena and just said, I'm going to sleep was, here tonight. <laughs> that, some of the falls he took on the t- onto that ladder, holy shit. Well, that like that one um, where they had the ladder hooked into the ladder? Yeah. That one looked. I he had to have gotten whiplash on that. There oh, yeah. was no way out of that. He had to have gotten whiplashed on that. And I think he got. I think if you looked at the back of his head, he had a knot on it or something. Mm-hmm. And it looked like his head hit definitely. But those guys sold out. I mean, it, it's it's it was the second best match on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, oh, we did, we need to give a lower oh, grade to the women. A plus, a plus, a plus. Yeah, easily, absolutely, <laughs> easily. You know, if we were playing a video video game, it would be S class. Oh yeah. <laughs> Triple S. 
Triple the highest grade you can give it that I'm giving it that to that to that match. Um but yeah, f- a very violent physical match, great spots. I mean, yeah. Kept, uh, the, du- the double stomp off the ladder. The that coup yeah. de gras yeah. was great. Um I read somewhere that guess what um WWE Superstar had the most uh merchandise sales this weekend. Mm. Superstar Diva or is this a trick question? Superstar. 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 Okay. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I'll go Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. I, Kevin I, Owens. I was uh, about to say Kevin Owens too. So they have to take notice of that. They have to. Yeah. Open your eyes. You've got a well, superstar I mean, here. You look at you look at the amount of wrestling fans that came in for SummerSlam. You know that you can almost guarantee that all the people that came in to see SummerSlam are independent wrestling fans as well. Oh, yeah. Especially so, up in that New York area. Exactly. And Brooklyn and all that, you know, there's a steeped independent wrestling history up in that way of guys who have come up through the ranks and gone to main rosters and stuff about the Dudleys and, you know, <laughs> all those. I'm so happy to see them <laughs> back. That's just freaking awesome. But, you know, Dud- I mean, the Dudleys and all that, Taz and them and all that, and they were all from the Red Hook section and everything, mm-hmm. and ECW this and that and the other in Philly and all, in New York and everything running wild up and through there. And then those guys made the transition to WWE, and those fans followed them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have you have a steeped independent wrestling tradition going on up in that northeast section of the country, and... It doesn't surprise me one bit that Kevin Owens' merchandise is going like hotcakes. It really doesn't because it, you know, it's independent fans getting their WWE fix of their independent wrestlers. Yep. So, which is great. I'm well, I'm happy. You know, as much as I say Kevin Owens doesn't show emotion, <laughs> he showed some emotion in that match. Piss people <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I will take I will take my Kevin Owens shows no emotion comment back now because he is showing emotion <laughs> and stuff and it's pretty easy to know. show emotion after slamming into a ladder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really have to worry about faking that emotion. I can tell you that, you know, because I <laughs> I'll tell you a little story about that. Uh, I I clotheslined a guy in the ring one night and he was like, I'm going to do a backflip. So follow through with it, you know? So I was like, okay, so I take a running start across and I'm just going to hit this guy as hard as I can. So he can do a backflip like he wants to. So I hit him and I hit him so hard, apparently that when he put his legs up, he kicks me right in the back of the head (laughs) and we both go down. We both go down and it's on camera. It shows him just kicking me straight in the back of the head as he's doing his backflip. And, I mean, it was full strength, and I went down holding the back of my head and stayed down for a second. And one of our cameramen, Richard Bresler, walks over to me after the match was over and goes, man, that was was cool. You sold getting hit in the back of the head with his leg and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't have to sell that. (laughs) That was straight up shoot. You know, know, that was me getting kicked in the back of the head was what that was. So. <clears throat> All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and grade this match. Um, a, uh, A minus. I'm gonna give it an A minus. I'll give this as an A plus. I'll give this an A plus. It's up there with Bailey and uh, and Sasha for me. 
I was going to give it a B plus because the sausage Bailey match was so good yeah. prior to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but now overall, overall, I'm going to give this card an A. Oh yeah, because I mean NXT. I think the show was the right amount of time. Yeah, two hour show. Um, it was like two and a half, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, they, I guess they had a little bit of overrun. Yeah, but I think the, the it wasn't four fucking hours. <laughs> like I just. We'll get to that. Look, we yeah, can go we'll ahead. We'll get to that. Yeah. What, let's go, uh, guys. Grades on NXT Takeover Brooklyn. I agree. It was A. I'd say A. Show show got an A. And now they announced um, they're going to tour London, so that should be those London fans. They they're going to really get into NXT. Um, they got some dates announced. I'll have to you, you can look on WWE's website for information on it. But that London tour they're going to do. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of sold out arenas. They that fifteen like fifteen thousand people went to see just NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. Let's move on to SummerSlam. We had a four hour card. Good I God. think I think it could have been cut down to three, and easily. Uh, s- s- some of the matches seemed short to me, especially when you had a four hour card. Mm-hmm. They try to build it up like. You know the summer version of WrestleMania, though. So yeah. I mean, they had ten matches on this card. Yeah, that's just too much. That's they could have done, <laughs> but they didn't put a single match on the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> well, like well, at least everybody got a pay-per-view payoff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what match opened? I can't even remember what match opened up the card. Was it? Uh, was it the tag titles? It was the tag titles, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, and that was a great match. That was a good match, yeah. That was great. I, I love that New Day is back on top of the tag team division yes, holding the titles. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I lo- Did you see Kofi's celebration? Mm-hmm. It kind of looked like back in the day when Christian would throw his tantrums, but he was so happy. Oh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> he was he was laying down on the mat, jumping on his own back. <laughs> yep. I can't. I, I, can't <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Greg Anthony, our former uh, guest. He uh, he said it was a popcorn celebration. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it looked like. Now, yeah. Uh, the I, I like. I think I I like. I like them going back to New Day. They maybe they should have had just a straight up tag time tag team title match between the two teams. Mm-hmm. But it it was an inter- entertaining, exciting match. Um, I'll give it a B. Yeah. I'm around to be on that. I mean, it was a good match, but we've seen that match how many times now? Yeah, with those four teams. Well, now we have a fresh matchup. Now that the maybe, well, <laughs> now the Dudleys are going to be they'll be in a program. Night yeah. of Champions will be the Dudleys versus right uh, New Day for the tag team titles, and that's going to be a great match. I can't wait. I'll give it a B plus. Um, you know, <coughs> I didn't. Uh, you know, it kept it. Kept, the match kept me hooked. Yeah. Yep. Kofi yeah. had those nice Hermes shoes, as I'm calling them. <laughs> Golly, that was. <laughs> I called them. The, I, I called them the Air Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> there was. I think somebody was comparing those shoes to something in a video game I saw in a meme or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it was funny because it said something about you know, uh, something about it said something about uh, Kofi has no traction, and then like in the video game, it had that exact shoe, you know. <laughs> And then it says something about, you know, this this shoe allows you to hover above the ground for a certain amount of time. 
The problem is you have no traction. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. I was like, yeah, it looked, and, it, and it looked exactly like the shoes he was wearing. So it was pretty funny. Let's talk about let's talk, let's go ahead and get this match over with the IC Triple Threat match. Nothing special to me. Um, I don't really like where this gimmick came from. Okay, my app crashed several times during that match, um, but I heard there was a Big Show botch during that match. Something about a screw-up from the top rope or, or second rope or something like that? or If so, I don't remember it because I wasn't interested in the match. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were all pissing in the bathroom. I get it. That's, okay. That was that was beer break time. Gotcha. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's this match, it, it would have been better suited, I think, at Battleground, but you can't plan for injuries. Right. I mean, right. they're going to happen. Um just sucks that through all this, that's what's going on with the um, Intercontinental title. Yeah. I mean. Intercontinental uh, title to me is still feel, is still feeling like a mid-card title. It's not it's not getting elevated like the U.S. title is. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to give the match. I'll give it a C plus. I was going to go just straight C. I'll go with straight C as well. Yeah, that you're – <laughs> You know why you give it a C? Because your app crashed. You didn't, My app <laughs> crashed. You didn't even really see it. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. Big Show, Ryback, Miz, you all get a C because my app crashed. It's one of the few ones I predicted wrong. Oh, and we, yeah, the match that actually opened up the card was Orton Sheamus. Uh, yeah, but we, I, I couldn't tell if it was that match or the last time they wrestled <laughs> on a pay-per-view. Or uh, that was like the 25th time we've seen that. So. Can, can we not fi- find anything else better for these guys to do than wrestle each other? Mm. <laughs> but we were all wrong about who who would win. Sheamus won. Sheamus won. Sheamus won. Yeah, who yeah, did I pick? Everybody I picked Orton because Sheamus is money in the bank. Ah, <laughs> yep. Well, that's what can you say? <laughs> we just suck. Sometimes we just these predictions we make are just uh, no, horrible. The, the money in the bank case is cursed. Whoever <laughs> has it loses <laughs> until they win the until title. they win the title. Yeah. <laughs> Or until they announce a week ahead that they're going to challenge for the title. That, exactly. Yeah, that's. I'm glad. I, I like uh, heel winning it because you never know when they're going to cash it in. Unlike the uh, Cub Scout known as John Cena, like I will cash this in next week. Like, well, you're kind of negating the point of a cash in, yeah. buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, or to Sheamus a B minus just it was, because it's the same damn thing it was the every same time. Match. Every time. Let's move on to, and I'll give you this back, Mike. Just pick a match and we'll talk about it. <laughs> Let's go to the Ziggler Rusev. <laughs> Once again, same thing. Uh, they're fighting over a lot. I don't like this gimmick. I don't like the angle while they're fighting. Uh, it just it it felt, it kind of fell flat to me. I think it crashed on me on that one too. You just had bad app problems. I did. <laughs> I don't know. What Maybe it was good app problems. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> the, the app was just like, ah, fuck it. You don't want to see this match. <laughs> Rusev, Rusev has, I think, so much potential as a heel on the main roster, and it's just not coming to fruition yeah. to me. He should be. I can't get used to him wearing shoes. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah. I I have no problem with shoes. I I I would love love to see him booked in an angle, going somewhere more positive. Yeah, yeah. I'd like the Intercontinental Title. Put yeah. it on him. I mean, that sh- would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's. I think WWE is not booking. I I don't know why they're not booking him as a monster heel just rolling through people. Maybe they will now because they put too much stock behind Lana. They had to focus on her, mm-hmm. and then that has hurt this angle. Hmm. Yeah, 
I agree. As far as a match, it's it's Ziggler. Ziggler works his ass off. I'll give it a B. I give it a B because it's boring now. <laughs> B for boring. <laughs> How about that? Wow. I'll give it a B as well. All right, Mike. All right, let's go with the uh, the Shield and Wyatt family. I like this match. I liked it too. Uh, but it, I saw it. <laughs> My damn app crashed. We need to get you like an Apple TV or something. I know. I need to get like something going on. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like this match. Dean Ambrose had some great spots, like when he ran across all the um, I did see broadcast that. That tables. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, the fans like some of their chants they do just drive me nuts. Like the whole Roman is sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Chant. Like, that come was on, funny. man. But man, those guys. That those four guys, that's that's the, your future of the WWE. And yeah. that match never really stopped. I mean, no, it, there it, was like just went. solid action just going the whole time yeah. right. until Roman Reigns took a nap. But yeah. Yeah. it was <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And, and one other thing I like, one thing I Roman Reigns drives me crazy when he does it. I don't like the signaling of the Superman punch. Mm, yeah. That should be a move that he pulls out of his pocket just at some. Cra- Remember the Diamond Cutter. When Diamond Dallas Page first started moving more up the roster, Diamond Cutter was like, you never know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That should be the Superman punch. You know, Roman's looking down in the corner. He's beat up. Doesn't look like he has anything left. Bam! Pulls out the Superman punch and goes for the spear with from there. But I don't like the whole cocking his fist, slamming it down the mat. You know, it kind of reminds me of the wind-up for um, Sweet Chin Music. I just, I never really... Uh, I like it being used sometimes. Because, I mean, it is to get the crowd behind you, you know, to get the crowd going and all. But, I mean, just like with Orton, you know, sometimes he does the whole build-up for the RKO, and then you know that he's not going to win at that point. Right. But then when he just pulls it out of nowhere, that's when it's, you know. Yeah, that's it's more exciting. It, it's to bigger me that, that to, way. Yeah, yeah, to me that it's more exciting when that But happens. I understand why doing the whole setup for it, because, I mean, he's he started, you know, he came in with that. I understand doing it sometimes, but I don't think yeah, you need to do it every single time. Yeah. Yeah, um, as far as the match goes, I'm giving it a B plus. I, I love that. I love that match. Eh. Uh, I'll give it an A minus. Actually, that's, okay. that's what I was like, doing. It was A minus. It was like Mike said. It was nonstop action. You know, and and even when they, you know, were all were both on uh, Ambrose, and you know, friggin' Roman was sleeping over there. <laughs> <laughs> and let me ask you this: What do you guys think of Dean Ambrose's move where he gets thrown into the ropes and he does that little dangle comeback clothesline? I think it's pretty cool. I don't like it's it. Awkward. I don't it's like awkward, it. Awkward, but it's cool. It's too telegraphed. Mm. Like it, it, psychologically wise, like if I see Dean Ambrose do that, I'm going to duck. Yeah, because I know a clothesline's coming. Because he does the same, almost the same thing when he's outside of the ring. Yeah, he does a, exactly. Almost like a little spin. mini, like six one nine to get back out. Right. I'm going to duck. Right. I don't know. It's just something that kind of, I don't know. I I like it. Again, sometimes, but I don't think he needs to do it every match because it's getting overplayed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wish he'd go back to his old finisher where he did the grab you by the head bulldog and go straight into the ground. I thought that was just so so much more vicious than the double underhook DDT. Yeah. The original Dirty Deeds. The original Dirty Deeds. So I think next we have Arrows versus... Yeah, we'll do Arrows and Stardust and B&B. I like this match. I was... Stephen Amell (laughs) impressed me. I was surprised at how much he was in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be, you know, Neville does most of the work. 
you know, oh, gets like the hot tag, comes in for a couple, you know, moves, and then is back out. And right. Then, you know, Neville Neville did do a lot of the work. Oh but, yeah. You know, it's like you said, Amel spent a lot of time in the he, ring. He spent a lot of time. He didn't necessarily do a whole lot, but yeah. I mean, it he sold the match. And uh, yeah, he got for half of that match, he was getting beat up. Yeah. You know, he was selling moves, just getting beat up. Uh, he was he could sell better than half the damn roster. Yeah, on the main roster. I thought that was an incredible match. Yeah. I had I had a lot of fun watching. I loved um, Amel diving off the top rope into the crowd. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool spot. Yep. Um, I was watching it with our buddy Anthony, and he had never seen Neville wrestle before, and he loved some of that high risk stuff. Neville did like especially the um, the I guess the Phoenix splash type move he did from the he did he did that from the second rope yeah yeah, yeah that uh reverse that, moonsault bomb or oh. whatever you want to call it that looks so damn That's cool <laughs> that was freaking That's wicked beautiful when he flies he's when he flies it's just it's beautiful yeah then the, the red arrow is such a cool finishing move it's the prettiest move going like in the business right now to me i think the phoenix splash is right there next to it i love the phoenix splash that looks cool when, whenever rollins hits it now it's yeah. a move where he's not even hitting it anymore um as far as the ma- I'm giving this match an A, I thought Stephen Amell went out there, and I think I, he impressed me, especially with selling, because mm-hmm. selling, selling, selling. selling no one does that. it. He did it great when he was in the corner getting kicked. I mean, he looked good selling. Yeah, I'm going with A because, like you said, it impressed me. I didn't. I thought it was just a throwaway match. Like I said, I didn't think Amell was going to be in the ring hardly at all, but he he showed up. He put in the work and. You know, I'm made gonna, it believable. I'm going to give it an A minus because I gave Bailey and Finn Balor an A plus. So <laughs> I'm not going to put him up there on that right. level. Not I'm it. just going to keep him on the low end of the. But hot, this is a different card, so, so I mean, yeah, ratings well, are different here. Yeah, whatever. But, but <laughs> it was still, still a great match. It was an impressive match. Yeah, yeah. it's you know most of the time when you see a celebrity involved in a match like that, it's like we said, he does. Amel worked. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't come in there and just rest on his laurels. Mm-hmm. He came in there and he worked. And I like he, how he came out and with the hood. Oh yeah, the green arrow yeah, hood. He didn't wrestle in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, George, producer George in the chat room says, <laughs> Amel, Amel spent three fourths of the match selling. Impressive, uh, extremely impressive, extremely impressive. A lot of guys, I think, a lot of celebrities that would have come in there would not have. They would not have gotten half as physical as he did. Uh, no, no. Very, 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 very impressive. Uh, U.S. title match? Is that where we're at? Uh, let's go to the Diva match. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it. Sasha Banks, you didn't even really get to see her in the ring much. I completely um, called that match wrong. <laughs> you thought Team Bad was going to go over? I, fi- I thought it was their time to go over because they hadn't. And uh, especially since Sasha had lost the night before. Well, I thought, and I thought, I actually thought Charlotte was going to get the pin. But Becky was the one at the end yeah. that got the pin, and... I, but again, I still think this this should have been for the title. I mean, it it shouldn't have been everybody. They should have. It's SummerSlam. It should have been for the women's title. Right. I agree. But I agree. we know why it wasn't. Yes. Oh, I think we got like twenty something more days yeah. until that record. We, we broken. need that day and you know, that counter then, to keep going for a little bit longer. And yeah. then there's a bunch of rumors that came out online that uh, John Cena squashed Charlotte. And that pisses me the hell off. He squashed Charlotte from uh, winning the WWE just so Divas he, title on her Raw debut. Just so Nikki stayed happy. Right. Son mm-hmm. of a bitch. That's a rumor. Yeah, it's not, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Well, producer George was telling me um, that the guy that wrote this story was he doesn't print 
anything unless he feels 100% sure about it. Yeah. Yeah. So take that for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that pisses me off. It does. (laughs) It pisses me off, too, because, you know, the Bella Twins have been around for how long now? Yep. Two. Too long? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they they, they were. They're on SmackDown for a while. They left and they come back, and now they're on top of the Divas division. And the one that can't even wrestle, right, is the one that's got the title. Yeah, yeah. Bree, Bree has improved. You know, since I since I started watching the Bella Twins, Bree has been the one who's improved the most, and she ain't even the one that's got the title. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's very obvious what's happening. You know, and. You know, Nikki takes to Twitter and goes, oh, well, people just say whatever they want to say if they're not happy with what you're doing. Yeah. Well, we're well, not happy with what you're doing. We're not happy <laughs> with what you're doing. Sorry. It, it seriously is that simple. Yes. And that's what the, the the whole purpose of the Internet is. Right. <laughs> I have a microphone, and you have to listen to what I say. <laughs> you know, and I, I really I wanted more Sasha Banks in the match. I want... At some point, it would have been great for Sasha and either Charlotte or Becky in there, duking it out for a little bit. But it just seemed I get maybe after last night they didn't want to overexpose her or something like that, or maybe I, I don't think know. I think Sasha is in a very unique position where she's teamed with two other divas that have been there for a <laughs> while, you know. Uh, I, I, you're over there crying. What's going on? Producer George <laughs> says Bree has improved. She's up from shitty to awful. Yeah, <laughs> that's still an improvement. She's not the drizzling shits anymore. She's yeah. just the shits. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were saying. Go ahead. But yeah, she, uh, Sasha's in a unique position where she's teamed with two other divas that have been there a while. You know, mm-hmm. Tamina, as scared as I am of her and her. Metal claw handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! No, uh, yeah, but Tamina, they could do a whole lot more with Tamina, but they they they're yeah. not capitalizing on her. They're at not all. using her. They're not using her at She's all. She's like they're a placeholder now. She's yeah. just so there's three people on that team. Right? Yeah. You know. Oh, we and need a third person. And Where's and Tamina know, at? You know. You know mm-hmm. I want. I don't think I like the. Te- I want the teams to break up. I want the teams to break up too. I, I think I want that to happen. Just let it's every- already rumored that they're they've already got the plan of how that's going to happen. Okay, well, that's good because okay. you know everybody decides they want to go for the title. That's the that's pretty much the storyline. Yeah, right. Because I mean, it's, they use the same formula to bring in new divas all the time. Some crazy ass chick runs into the ring and hug starts hugging on the damn WWE Women's Title holder. <laughs> you know, they use that damn. Freaking storyline for like six years straight. You know, They're, they brought yeah. Mickey James in with yep. it. Well, and Ivory and everybody that, else. Well, before that was Tori. Yeah, yeah. Tori came in and she was a, the Sable, the one that saved Sable in that match. And mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. Wow, wow. You're dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like Sasha finds herself in a unique position because she's she's teamed with two other people who have been there for a while. So like, she's the newest one on the team that everybody wants to see but the match isn't booked like that right you know you're the only one on the team that everybody wants to see but you get to stick in the corner and hold up the turnbuckle yeah so well i'm gonna give the match a b minus i'm giving it a c it Mm should have been for the title the title should have been involved on one of the major pay-per-views yeah it you know that she's setting this record for the longest reigning divas 
champion, and she hasn't defended her yeah, title. Yeah, she's not defending it. Since the Divas Revolution has begun, she hasn't defended her title. Yeah, I give it a B. Okay. Yeah, it was it was an okay match, you know. I'd have booked it differently, you know, had it for the title and had a free-for-all for it. Well, and, like, I didn't like on Raw how um, um, how the Team Bella went over and beat the crap out of Team PCB. It just seemed like um, it just seemed like you just you're trying too hard. And the Brooklyn crowd crapped all over them during the entire match. They were chanting different things during the entire match. Yeah, they like started they really like paying attention. And, yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if like you know if that's going to be like the norm from now on. If the Bellas are involved in a match, then people are just not going to pay any attention to it. You know, it's kind of and like, it also could just be the Brooklyn cl- crowd. Yeah, I mean, because you know, there's there's certain cities well, just, where they react differently. Just think this: they've been in that arena for three nights straight, a total of, let's see, two on uh, Saturday, a lot of hours, six on or no, two on Saturday, four on Sunday. Well, yeah, I think it was probably closer to what nine four, four hours on Saturday because didn't they? Oh yeah, they, they did an NXT taping. Yeah. yeah, they did the NXT taping. So they're the they're in that arena for ten hours yeah. over three days. Yeah. So maybe they were getting a little by the end there. They're just getting a little, little. Uh, Ten hours over three days was just showtime, though. Yeah, and yeah. They had matches. to be in there yeah. every day at two o'clock. Check-in time at the arena was two. o'clock. No, I'm talking about we're talking about the fans. Show, so we're talking about the fans. Well, that, that's why sure that's why I think they got fans. they got routed. No, you had the same fans at all three. If you looked, well, yeah. If you yeah. looked ringside, it was the same people. Yeah, just yeah. you know, in different places. Um, and I'm sure they had travel packages that included all three days oh, or yeah. something. You know. Hey, George, producer George has a great um, solution for booking issues: book Sasha versus Blue Pants. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be that'd be that'd be entertaining. I'd like it. Uh, they did it with uh, what was her face uh, with the Italian group. What's the name? What's their name? Enzo and Enzo uh, Amore and Big Cass. Cal- and Big Cass. Big Cass and what's the chick's uh, name? Carmella. 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 Yeah, they did it with Carmella a couple of times, didn't they? You uh, know, she slipped over on Blue Pants. Actually, beat Carmella. Yeah, I think, couple I, of, I I think it was a couple remember. of times, and it was because Enzo was you know distracting her or whatever. You know. Let's go on to the title versus Owen, titles. No. Owens, Owens and Cesaro. This is the best match on the card, uh, mainly because. Um, because Cesaro was in it, and Owens was in it, <laughs> and there was a, there was a clean finish. The mat, the the action in the match was solid. I, I, I still don't understand how they cannot see Kevin Owens as a main eventer, because anytime he's been in a match, it's been the best match on the card to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, but hell, at least he went over in this match. Yes, yes, that and was a that's a big win. Question yeah. for Kevin Owens: Will he ever hit the springboard moonsault that he does? <laughs> <laughs> It's like Ric Flair going up to the top rope. Know. You know it's not going to happen. You know happen. he's going to get thrown <laughs> off. He's going to the second rope. He's going to miss this. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm i glad he got a, a win over Cesaro in WrestleMania. And it, but, you know, this mat, this card, it seemed kind of weirdly put together. Yeah, I didn't – I thought it was ridiculous, the placement of the, the heavyweight championship match. Yeah, I mean, it, it was before the Cesaro match. It was before the Divas match. I think that was a result of the finish, though. Because uh, what they, you know, and we're not to that match yet, are we? But, no, okay. we're, we're almost there. Almost okay. There. Here's the next one. But I think that I think the placement of the heavyweight title match had a lot to do with the finish. So we'll hit that in a second. Yep. 
uh, for, as far did we do him? Uh, gr- we did a grade on the Divas match, right? All right. Yeah. Um, I'm giving Cesaro and Owens an A. I'm definitely giving it A. A plus. I, I think that stole the show to me. A plus. I'll give that an A plus. Now, can we go to title versus title? I think so. I think we're there now. This match, uh, a match is only as good as a finish, to me. Right? Is that right, Dan? You're the not exactly. No. You don't think so? There's I been a lot of great matches that have had really shitty finishes. Well, and this was one of them. I thought it was a good match. You know, you're going to get a good match. Rollins is the best heel on your roster. We've said that constantly on this show. Mm-hmm. And he went toe to toe with John Cena. It was. I thought it was a great match. I just did not like John Stewart getting involved with it. Just because he didn't want the Ric Flair record broken. You could have done that with any wrestler on the card. Hell, you could have had Kane come back and do it because of that. Hell, get Ric Flair involved in it. I just didn't. True. I did. I did not like John. John I'm Stewart okay. I'm okay with celebrities stepping in. You know, doing their thing like Stephen Amell did. You know, I'm okay with celebrities doing that. You know, Drew Carey coming into the Royal Rumble to promote his pay-per-view <laughs> show or whatever he right. was promoting that year, you know, the Improv All-Stars pay-per-view he was putting on that year. And that was the sole reason he was in the Royal Rumble was just to promote that. You know, so he came in, never even got touched and decided to jump out of the ring and eliminate himself, you know. Mm, that was just never even got touched, you know, and it was just a promotional thing. He came in, did his thing, and he left. No involvement with the title, no involvement with that. Stephen Amell comes in, does his thing, he's done. No involvement with the title, no long-term effect and everything. He sold the pay-per-view. He sold pay-per-view buys. John Stewart comes in and messes with the heavyweight title. And he was all over the card, too. Yeah. I mean, I liked him opening it up. You know, he's the host. Right. You know, and they they did a lot of host segments and stuff like that. The, the opening segment with him and Mick Foley, you know... I I think I saw I think I saw a pretty funny meme that uh, it was like him and, him and uh, Foley were in the ring and they acted like they were talking and everything and and Stewart kind of had this you know raised eyebrow wrinkled forehead look and everything and I mean Foley had the mic and everything and it said like up above the picture I think it said something like you know. Uh, and it said like your dad colon you know it's like you still watching that fake wrestling shit <laughs> <laughs> you know and it was and it just kind of had you know John Stewart sitting there with a puzzled look on his face like oh you know but it was it was a pretty funny picture I'll have to look that up again and the 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 springboard stunner has got to go. <laughs> he needs that move. Needs Even to be. Stone Cold <laughs> said on Twitter, "Yeah, like immediately. That. Yeah, yeah. It, it it didn't look good. It never wins him a match. Scrap it from your repertoire." Because <laughs> I think Stone Cold's response was springboard stunner equals zero effect. Exactly. <laughs> and then freaking Michael Cole, I heard him say this. I can't remember if it was on a Raw or um, if it was on a pay per view. But I heard him say this about that springboard stunner. Oh, he's had a lot of success with that move. What success has he had? He's never pinned anybody I with that not, move. One pin has not come from that damn move. He successfully loosened up the ropes. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you loosened the ropes. Overall, I'll give the match a B. That's the best I can give it, especially with the finish. I liked it. I'd give it an A-. minus. I mean, Seth Rollins was in it. He did everything Seth Rollins is supposed to do and that we expect from him. Right. 
I'll 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 hang with a minus on that. Just because I don't like the finish doesn't mean I didn't like the match. Yeah, they they put the match over. It's, yeah, okay. Huh? So, but but you know. the finish kind of helped with hey, <laughs> Cena and Rollins aren't going to wrestle again on the next pay per view. Well, that, yeah, that's true. George says, uh, producer George says Michael Cole is a ratings killer. Ain't that right, <laughs> Michael? Yeah. You know, I don't know. We commentary commentary would turn some of these. B and C matches into B pluses and A's. I mute the commentary half the time. Yeah, I can't so, listen. sometimes I can't it just listen gets, they to just... Fraternity Row over there sitting and calling a match. <laughs> it's it's bullshit, you know. And I'm very surprised at JBL half the time because you know he he sits out there and makes fun of people. Yeah, that's pretty much all he does. Yeah, that's you yeah, know, let's... and he know he knows what being in the rings like and trying to get over. You know, he should know better than more than anybody else at the announce table. So, I mean, I, you know, their their commentary team needs to change, and it needs to change drastically. Yep. As long as Byron Saxon's not a part of that change, because I don't like him either. I love, um, God, I keep forgetting his name. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. I love Corey Graves. His commentary style is awesome, and he should be on every main roster show. I believe I can agree with that because he is actually looking at the match and actually commentating the match is what's going on. Because he's been in there yeah. recently in the last few years, he was in there. He was just told to wrestle. Just he was told he couldn't wrestle again like just last year, you know. And like he immediately started like, you know, opening my eyes to his his uh, commentating ability. You know, as soon as he took, you know. As soon as he took his spot at the announcer's table, I was impressed. Yeah, and I I'm, I actually like Renee Young, too. I think she does great on commentary. Yeah. I, th- I think she could be a great color or a, a, a great play-by-play and let Corey Graves do color. Now, who does SmackDown now? I know Lawler's on that team. Lawler, probably, uh, I don't. Dan, <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I watched SmackDown. We could turn it on right we now. We could. Uh, but, but it, it'll affect the bandwidth. It would. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to Taker and Lesnar. I liked the match. I hated the finish. <laughs> the two biggest matches on this card, and I hated the finish to both of them. When in the history of the WWE has the timekeeper rang the bell without the referee telling him? Even in the Montreal Screwjob, Ed Hebner was telling the timekeeper to raise the, ring the bell. I did not, that not once... In the history of the WWE, has a timekeeper done that? Not once. Not why would once. it? Why would he all of a sudden nope. do it in this one? Was it being shown like that angle up yeah, on the Titan? How did he because see how it? the hell did he see it? Right. It just doesn't make any sense. They sh- they showed it from two different camera views. You know? Well, yeah, I know. I, I saw that, but like the camera view of him actually tapping was that on the Titantron, and then that's how he saw to ring the bell. I don't know, but the way <laughs> the angle that you sit at as a timekeeper. It, the angle wasn't even right. No, there yeah. was no way See, he could have seen anything. So, and the ref was you know. between him and them anyway. Yeah, and placement is everything. You know, yeah, placement is everything in a situation like that. And you know, it's pretty much. And they had the the Undertaker uh, go over in kind of a heel fashion. Yeah, low See, low I, blow into hell. I enjoy gig. that. I'm gl- I like that. I actually, I mean, as as ridiculous as the finish was. I like that they did it, did something like that instead, because I didn't think either one of them was going to get, you know, a a clean pin or submission, anything like that. And Brock in the Hell's Gate flipping him off. Uh, yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, so he flipped that bird, and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, the PGR is over. It's over. 
All right. Uh, and uh, it, the one thing, the one good thing that it did come from it mm-hmm. was you got an epic Paul Heyman promo on Monday night. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And Bo Dallas. For, hey, let's send Bo Dallas out there. Poor That'll, Bo. Poor Bo. He got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wasn't even watching Raw, and all of a sudden my newsfeed just went crazy about. R.I.P. Bo Dallas, you know, <laughs> and it had the date and everything on there, and I'm like, wow, what happened to Bo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he kept coming back and back oh, and yeah. back, and poor Bo. Um, as far as the Undertaker match, I'll give it an A-. minus. It's the Undertaker. I mean, you know, we don't get to see him that often anymore, right? which is understandable, so he has that going for him, but it's, it, the finish, I'm giving an F. <laughs> I'm grading that one twice. A for the match, F for a finish because the timekeeper I just I've said my piece on it. I think they did it wrong that way. I mean they, they could have they could have booked it differently of how the screw up and confusion happened. But again, I like the fact that Undertaker kind of cheated to win. You know, he, he was the one to take advantage of the the bad situation. Yeah. And the fact that Brock decided, hey, I'm still not tapping out, you know. Yeah. Yep. I w- I, that that was a pretty cool image of him throwing the finger. Yeah, in the PG era. Mm-hmm. So, well, that is NXT. <laughs> but but the best picture was when they both sat up laughing at each yes. other. That I was, was about the greatest to say thing. Have you seen that affects my letter grade? <laughs> have you seen a couple of the memes from it? Was yes. tons of them. Oh god, they, there's the five hundred thousand memes the, on there. I loved my favorite is the Undertaker's head doing that laugh on the surprised guy from WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yes. Uh, so what do you guys grade that match? No, I'm giving it an A. I'm giving it an A because the only thing I didn't like, it, it, I didn't like the confusion of the finish. Yeah. You know? Because, um, you know, placement is everything. The angle that they were at, there was no way the timekeeper could have seen shit. No. You know? Um, so, I mean, I get, I give it an A strictly because the finish was a little screwy and, you know, yeah, the stepbrothers meme. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen that one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I give it an A strictly on that. And then like, you know, the, the weird part about, you know, the undertaker being the one to take advantage, it shows it. I'm not sure if it's if if they meant to show desperation or if they meant to show that he would do anything to win. Yeah, I think that's the way they're trying to do it now. Okay, because I mean that's the second time he's used the low blow on him. Yeah, third. Third. Well, yeah, the third. Yeah, third. Because I, I would I would like to think it would be the one like he's the one to take to take it to the next level. You know, because Brock was just going on pure strength and brutality, right. you know, and Taker was meeting him move for move, strike for strike there for a little bit, you know, but Brock kind of moved ahead of him and as far as the fight goes. But, you know, we all knew Brock was about to win. Oh, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, complete 180 on the finish, you know, so and I kept wondering what was going to happen. What is going to happen yeah, at the yeah. end of this match? Yeah. You know, poorly. It was like, is Sting going to come out and t- and cost Taker the match, or what's going to happen here? You know. So, <clears throat> well, that is NXT Takeover Brooklyn and our SummerSlam reviews. We are going to take a break. We will be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. This is professional wrestling legend Downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. 
Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you're following these folks on Twitter. These are some wrestling podcasts that I really enjoy and wanted to share them with you guys. You got at Kayfabe Connection. This guy's in Indiana, and he just did a great show about how to be a better fan in wrestling, and it, it was a really, really good show. Um, the Three Handled Moss Covered Podcast, that's my friend Shaggy. The, they are I love that title. TTHMC Podcast. KO Radio Show with uh, Josh McClain and Eric Wayne. Very high energy. A lot of fun wrestling talk. Those guys are hilarious. Um, and at Mad Men Podcast, those guys, they're up in uh, the New York area. They put on a great show, and they usually stream it live either Thursday and Friday. Also, local wrestling you need to check out uh, starting this week, August 28th. Memphis, or I'm sorry, Marvel Elite Wrestling at 4050 North Watkins down in Memphis, Tennessee. It's going to be a great show, and they're starting weekly shows this week. Yeah, and I'll vouch for them. They are bringing some big, talented people in. I mean, it, it, I've seen some of the cars that they've got they're working on, and it's it's amazing. Like. I'm like, wow, who's paying for all these people? <laughs> <laughs> also, we um, always check out every Saturday, if you're in the Dyersburg area, head on out to NWA Mid-South and see people like the Empire, which I hear Barbie Hayden just joined the yeah, Empire. Yeah, Barbie Hayden. Yeah. So, we got an interview coming up with her, don't we? Eventually. Has, George, has, our, has producer George worked that out yet? Not yet. We're still working all on right. it. So joining us now on the podcast, though, we have uh, one of Dan's old tag team partners. Oh, Lord. Mo Steagle. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, welcome it's to the Oversell Podcast. M-O-E, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you done started now. Uh, uh, man, I miss saying that. Yeah. Well, how long has it been since what you've uh, been in the ring now? How long How long has it been since you've been in the ring now? Well, no, you just stepped back Coming in the ring back in Mississippi. Uh, in a show I'm you wish you hadn't been on. Seven years. Yeah. Wow. Seven years seven total years. in the business. Yes. Okay. Well, seven no, years it's like, since I signed on at that warehouse in West Memphis. D- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same warehouse <laughs> I went to. My legal counsel has told me not to mention any names. So. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what got you into? Uh, how How long have you been watching wrestling? I mean, were you? What got you into it? Oh, man. Um, my earliest memory of wrestling, I was maybe four or five, and my dad took me to watch the Moondogs versus Jeff Jarrett and Jerry the King Waller. It scared the holy piss out of me, and <laughs> I, after that, I just wanted to do it. I don't even. My, I do remember, however, the night I said I was going to be a wrestler. I was like seven years old. It was the Royal Rumble 1998, I believe it was. And I don't know what happened. I saw Shawn Michaels come out to face the Undertaker in the casket match. And I looked right at my dad and said, hey, that HBK guy is cool as shit. I want to be just like him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which probably wasn't such a good idea because it led to suspensions in school by telling principals to suck it. it. It wasn't good. Yeah, and school oh officials, God, school officials don't like it when you crush them. All the I got in the school, like, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, school, uh, school officials yeah, frown remember, upon the crotch yeah, chopping. Do I, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> I do remember some of the times our trainer used to call me a moron 
because yeah. um, I cried. I screamed out in agony when Shawn Michaels lost to The Undertaker <laughs> at WrestleMania 26, and my trainer wasn't too happy with me about that. No, he was not. <laughs> You know, it was like that scene. Was it was it was hurt. funny. It was like if you were there, it was actually quite funny. It was like the scene in Star Wars where Obi Wan is just like, "I suddenly heard the silencing of a thousand voices," and <laughs> <laughs> as if a thousand oh, people man. cried out in agony and they were suddenly silenced. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. One, two, three. I'm crying like a baby. Ken yanks me back in my chair and he goes. I am working your ass out come Monday. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So you train? You did? You trained with? Did you and Dan train together? Yes, we did. Oh yes, we did. Oh yes, a lot we did. of lot of fun times. Yep. And a lot of messed up times, like when I would get too cocky and be like, "Dan, I'm catching up to you," and he'd jump in the ring and stretch me for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such such vivid memories. I remember that day. Like, um, <laughs> Oh, no, but my favorite Dan Matthews memory from our school days was uh, we had this guy, we called him Um, and he was training with us, and Dan had to get him through our, we had timed match. I don't know if Dan's already went over this, we had timed matches in the school to, like, you know, move up the ladder or whatever, and um, he had to get this kid through, I think it was a 15-minute match. It was a 10 or 15-minute match, yeah. Was it? Was it 15? I don't or what, know. It was me and you. It didn't matter. He, no, didn't, he didn't make in. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Like, Dan, pretty much, long story short, Dan creams this kid. And uh, then King goes, well, shit, we still got time. Hey, shithead, you're going to do your 15 with Dan. And we lock up, and Dan takes me down, and he goes, oh, my God, this feels so awesome. <laughs> no one knows what they're doing. This, and I, I, it was, it, his name was Anthony, you know, and... God bless him. He was one of the weirdest kids I've ever met in my life. He was dedicated, no lie, though. no lie. He was dedicated. He would do anything you told him to do. But if you tried to have a match with him, you'd get in there and you'd start calling moves, and he wouldn't budge. He didn't know what you were doing. Um. Yeah, and I'd, I, I, I would even just tell him to do something, something simple as just you know, you know, wring my arm, stretch my arm out, you know, work my arm over. Never budged a muscle, and. I finally told him, I said, uh, the, one of the final things I told him before I literally knocked the hell out of him and pinned him for shoot, I said, look, I said, you better start doing what I'm calling or I'm going to clothesline your ass, knock you out cold, and pin you. And I did, I exa- and I did exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> because, I mean, it was, it was literally like a deer in the headlights, you know. And then, of and course, like two minutes the later, awesome commentary between from me and Eric Wayne during that match. Yep, you did. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But and then, literally, like uh, two or three minutes later, uh, you know, Ken goes, "Okay, you're getting in the ring with Mo, and you, you got to do a 15 with Mo." I was like, "Okay." So I get in the ring with Mo, and we immediately start working each other, and I'm like, "Oh, thank God, this <laughs> man can wrestle. <laughs> he can wrestle. Thank oh, you, Jesus." Is. You know? That is until the last like two minutes of the 15, and I, he grabs me in a headlock, and I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Can we take it home? No. Go up top. And I'm like, what? <laughs> body. I tell him I'm totally dead, and he goes, uh, put the, uh, I'm going to shoot you off. Take, uh, give me the boot. Go for a cross body. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was getting you through the match, man. 
you know? I, well, I Dragging you, kicking and screaming. Hey, I, <laughs> I, honestly, though, honestly, though, like, a lot of good time, but my favorite memory of NEW in the school was definitely my trio of matches with uh, old Dan. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, damn, my memory's not as good as it once was. Uh, but uh, what, what I think it was Scars and Stripes, yeah. Tap Outs and Knockouts, yeah. and the Anniversary Show, where yeah. I shaved your head bald. Yeah, you did shave my head. Now, how fun! And then my hair grew back two weeks later, and nobody ever knew it. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how much pleasure did you get um, shaving Dan's head that night? He actually didn't oh, get well, to physically I, shave oh, my okay. head. He beat me to shave my that head. That was the mean thing. Like Ken Wayne told me to get out of the ring. I was like, "But I." <laughs> he was. He's sitting there, and he was like, "He was like, he was so happy he beat me. He went out to the front row and grabbed a sign and had it shoved up in my face and everything." But hey, little did he know, little did he know, little did he know he was blocking the camera angle, <laughs> which is why Ken was telling him to get the fuck out of the ring. <laughs> I did. I blocked the hard cam. Oh, man. Yep. Hey, can we talk about who was holding the sign? Uh, if it's who I think it is, Never no, mind. you cannot. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better not. I think my you know, 3G put it that service way. on my phone's going out, guys. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, my, my bars are getting low. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all right. I gave her. Th- I I have three G service. My bad. I have three G service. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jumped up to four G. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Three G, my ass. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. So. Oh. So, uh, what you guys been talking about on the podcast? Uh, we uh, we were reviewing uh, SummerSlam and NXT uh, over the weekend. Uh, you got any uh, opinions you'd like to share about? Uh, well, let's start with NXT. NXT, I love talking about NXT. Mm-hmm. Did you um, watch the NXT first show? Off, I thought I did. I did. It was uh, man, it was incredible. Like just the fact that NXT, they don't even have a TV show like on tv you have to watch it on the network and the network's not even everybody doesn't have the network and they still filled the barclay center like it was a monday night raw right yep like, i think they need a tv slot like you bring an usa that's even more exposure man but as far as the show goes it's gonna sound cliche but match of the night Bailey and Sasha. Yep, that's what, uh, exactly what we said. Sasha. That was exactly what uh, every one of us said. They stole the show, and they they worked stole their it. asses off in that match. If you, and, if you and what's so incredible about it is they stole a perfect show. There really wasn't a match that I was just like, oh god, I really I really was impressed by Baron Corbin because I really not been a Baron Corbin guy because the way they've been booking him and stuff. But like, man, him and Joe, oh. Yeah, dude. He showed me some. I really was impressed by Baron Corbin and Joe's match. Um, the opening match was great. The Vaude Villains. Wait, wait, that wasn't the opening. That was Tyler Breeze. But the Vaude Villains, that was great. Mm-hmm. I don't get blue pants. I personally don't get it. I love her. I don't get why she's so over. <laughs> like, just the fact that her name's Blue Pants. Like, it's, uh, it's so you know, weird. you know who that is, don't you? No, I don't. That's Leva no, Bates. Don't. That's who? Leva Bates. She's one of very well-known uh, women's wrestlers, independent scene. Yeah, she. Um, oh. 
Yeah, and she's worked with. Oh, so, oh okay. And I so, think so she okay, so she ain't just somebody that came to the performance center. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, she's no. she's worked. We had uh, a couple weeks on. We had uh, former TNA knockout Rosie Ladalove Andrea on, and I think she did a lot of work for her. Which, if you can go back and listen to that Rosie Ladalove interview, that was a great interview. Um, and and she said they trained together. Yeah, she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They trained at oh. Team 3D uh, Academy together. Her and uh, her and Leah oh. Bates did. So, so, and I want to go back to, and talk more about Sasha and Bailey with you, Mo. Uh, to me, that was the best match of not only of the NXT Takeover show, the best match of the weekend, the entire weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's so it beat SummerSlam. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just great. Like, isn't it and, bad um, that you can that say like one was... match beat a whole pay per view? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's got to be bad. And it was the Divas. Yeah. Like, oh my. And I'm not. Hey, I'm not hating on the Divas, but I mean, I grew up with like. Trish Stratus and Lita and Ivory and Jacqueline, and I thought they were badass. These girls, though, holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I don't even think Trish could hang with them, like, honestly. Like, yeah, Trish got a lot of women's title reigns, but, I mean, really, I, I, I think Charlotte would eat her up, man. Yeah, and right. I don't, I don't think Trish could take a reverse uh, Hurricane Rana either. Uh, no. Mm-mm. No, that was so no, no. sick. Yeah, that, that was a badass move. That was probably my favorite move of the weekend. The, I just saw a slow motion of that on uh, somebody's Facebook page. Somebody slow, somebody slowed it down, and when they slowed it down, you actually saw Sasha's forehead hit the mat before yeah. any other part of her did, <laughs> and it looked. Oh bad. yeah, I bet she felt that. Oh right. yeah, is that a tribute to Brock Lesnar? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> 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 that was that was bad though. If you it, seeing the slow motion from and not even from like the hard camera side where we saw, you know, it was from the right. opposite direction. And the, I guess it was somebody in the front row that was filming it, and you know, just wanted to film that one move. Right. And they slowed it down, and it looked just man, god awful bump, forehead first, you know. And it wasn't even like she was leaning backwards to take the bump. She was leaning forwards to take the bump, and it was like her forehead just went. <laughs> right across, right across the mat before any other part of her did. Testament to how tough she is. To uh, yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of Bailey, I got this weird little geek like fantasy booking idea. Like you probably heard the rumor that like they're gonna bring Sister Abigail into the Wyatt family. Oh yeah. How freaking great of a twist would it be <laughs> to ca- have Bailey show up on Raw? Everybody's gonna go nuts. They're gonna have the two people flying. Little girls are going nuts. <laughs> oh my God! It's Bailey. Hug Derek, me, right? Derek, you got Derek over here shivering. <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't, want, he doesn't no. want that to happen. No, Bailey needs to stay where she's at, no. man. That entrance on <laughs> Raw is going to be amazing. But she does. Yes, it will. But could you imagine the look on everybody's face? It's like Bailey shows up in the ring. Oh my God! This is finally Bailey's shot. She's up here with the other four horse women. Yes. <laughs> promos that she's doing now where she's kind of like the happy co lucky ditzy type just saying whatever the yeah i hate that yeah i don't like that i'd rather just, the last kicker i'm i'm yeah. mick foley <laughs> um put it i like her last all right yeah uh but uh mick foley put out a um 
article or a tweet, a pretty long-winded tweet. One of these divas needs to step up, and they need to just give her a mic, whether it's Sasha, Bailey, or Charlotte, and say, talk. About, just get it all off your head, off mm-hmm. your brain. I think I think it's going to be Becky. Everybody, that's, I've been saying that to everybody since this diva revolution happened. Everybody's saying Charlotte this and Sasha that. No, look at Paige and fucking the Bellas. No, dude, Becky. Becky's going to be the breakout. Look at her history. Look at what she's done. Her resume. Man, yeah, Becky's going to be the breakout star of the diva division. Yeah, I can dig that. Hands down. Yeah, I can go with that. <laughs> what did you think of Finn? Bal- mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I didn't have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you more, think? It, it, was more, it was more perverted last comment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Finn Balor and Kevin Owens in the ladder match? That that goes back to what I was saying about the Divas, man. I can't believe we're saying they stole the show. Which, hey, I'm. I'll say it. I'm probably going to get heat from at least two thirds of you guys, or how many of you are. I'm not a Kevin Owens guy. I can't stand Kevin Owens. He comes on TV. I change the channel. Click off. You suck. Wow, <laughs> man. Ian, you're, you're giving Kevin Owens X-Pac heat. He got X-Pac heat with me. I hate it. <laughs> and look, let, me, let me clarify real quick. My problem with Kevin Owens is only slightly his work. Like, honestly, I feel like I'm watching SmackDown versus Raw 2010 every time he's in the ring. But, man, it's just like I went to a show. I went to a show down here in Mississippi, which – I should have listened to Dan. That was probably a bad idea. But I went to the show down here in Mississippi. Famous last words. I should have listened to Dan. (laughs) I should have listened to Dan. But uh, I was down here in Mississippi, and this is why I have a problem with Kevin Owens. They had this pre-meeting before the show, and they pull out their replica WWF title, that I already have one of, by the way. (laughs) They cut this whole speech. Meanwhile, the guy cutting the speech is the booker, and the heavyweight champion, and he's wearing gym shorts, boots, and a T-shirt. And he talks about how if we're not here to get that replica belt, which I already have at my house, that we shouldn't be there. And I pretty, and then he goes on to talk about his look and how ah, it's nothing wrong with wearing T-shirt and shorts in the ring. Look at Kevin Owens, and I'm like, God, and it, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. But oh, yeah. That's why, yes, I loved it when Cesaro was like, are you headed to catering? Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that, uh, that kind of for um that kind of brings me into something else I, this is a good time to ask. Um, did you recently see the young – you know who the young bucks are, right? Unfortunately. Okay. Did you, <laughs> now, did, you, did you see them super kick the kid? Yes. What did you think of that? I thought it was bullshit. I'm totally with Jim Cornette on that. That was it was stupid. It, I mean, whatever, man. I I think those guys like I'm all I'm a. I mean, I'm. I know with my history, it doesn't look like it, um, causing nightmares and stuff. But I'm one to believe that Shut you like up. respect <laughs> the people that came before you, right? You respect the people that come before you, no matter what. Like they paved the way, they earned the respect, and to have these guys. I didn't see too many times these young bucks getting on Facebook and running their mouth about how, oh, Jim Cornette's not relevant and da 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 Dude, Jim Cornette was making money when you were in your dad's nutsack. Shut up. <laughs> like, you, you look like a kid that I beat up in high school. And, you, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the super. Plus, you took my hero super kick and made it a high spot. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't like 
a fan involvement in a show like that. I don't know if it was like a special kid's birthday party or something like that, but they super kicked his dad, and then the kid, I guess, gets upset, and they start selling kicks from him and then super kick the little kid. I just... It just All right, Dan. When, when we reunite, I'm giving your son the power driver. Are you cool with that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm hey, hey then, then, then Violet can hit the ring, and I'll hit her with a super kick, and... Violet would destroy you. <laughs> probably. If anything like her mom, uh, probably. I've yeah. seen that woman get mad. No, man. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you on you know the whole the whole young bucks thing and the kid and everything. You know, and I I think there was even like another company who got in trouble for abusing kids. A- APW. Yeah. Was that down in Georgia or well, something they, like that? They actually have kids in matches. Yeah. And it and. These kids, these what un- happens when a kid gets injured and can't well, walk no more? And you it's know? these kids are going to take care of him. Hey, that's what they were saying about me the first year I was in there. Yeah. Like, who let the 12 year old in the locker room? Yeah, that's because they're. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, do you remember? Dan, do you remember? True story, true story. I'm working, I'm wrestling Dan in Ripley, Tennessee. My first show Ripley. outside of the school in Ripley. It's the first show Ken Wayne let me do outside of the wrestling school, and I'm wrestling Dan. And I go up to the top rope doing Hurricane Rana, and I hear the whole crowd going, child abuse, child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, like, this whole APW thing, though, it's these these kids' bodies haven't developed fully. I mean, it you know, that could stunt growth if they hit it, take the, you know, a bump or whatever they do wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just, it makes me I sick. Cut, I, hate to, I hate to cut you off, but that's a real deep thing to me, and it's going to hit Dan when I say it. My problem, period, point blank, period, with kids getting in the ring, there's a kid not too long ago that Dan knows about. His name was Jeremy Wood. No yeah. said. Yeah. The kid got – yeah, yeah. You know yeah, about he that, wasn't. Like, he wasn't a kid. He wasn't a kid, though. He did a tour in Iraq and then came back and got to training with the wrong crowd. And in some somehow that, – That solidifies what I said, though. Yeah. If, he was a tra- if he's a soldier and kids – he couldn't handle it, and you're gonna put kids in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, good point. Good point. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I remember Ken Wayne telling me point blank. I remember it was one day in the school. I was in the office with Ken and Dan, and a few of the other guys were in there doing body slams and working on, you know, advanced level stuff. And I had begged him. I was like, Ken, can I please go take a choke slam? <laughs> can I take a body something? Can I take a big move? And he goes, No, your body's not ready for it. He goes, we step you up and get you ready for your body to take that kind of shock, to take that kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. You're not ready to get thrown eight feet in the air with a pop-up Dan Matthews spine buster. Vintage Dan Matthews, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Vintage. just not, yeah, but well, you, you, you keep going, man. I'm just. That pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. You're you're bordering on backyard wrestling when you bring kids in it. Right? You're not bordering. You are. You know. I mean, there, there's no oh, border yeah. borderline to it. You are a backyard. You know, puppy mill. <laughs> you know. I mean, there's no there's no reason rhyme there's no rhyme reason in any shape or form to bring anybody under sixteen into our business. You know, and, I, I agree. I agree. And and even if even if I'd say you know under eighteen, it would have to be a special circumstance. You know, um, I mean, there's exceptions to the rule. I mean, I believe Rey Mysterio started off at like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, 
but like and Mexico's completely he was different. In a wrestling family. Mexico's <laughs> completely different. You know, Mexico's completely different situation as far as it comes to wrestling. Professor wrestling is in their lineage. You know, it's something that oh, yeah. you know is in is a part of their history. So I mean, you know, who was it in ECW that got in trouble for that? It, it was, was like a seventeen-year-old or something. Yeah, New Jack. New Jack. Yeah, New Jack. Yeah. Well, yeah. The kid, but that kid—that's different because that kid. He—he he faked that his lied about his age. Well, yeah. He faked his documentation. That and it, I, I guarantee you, Paul Heyman wouldn't have allowed it if he would have no. known. Oh no! No 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 no! No, if he'd have known about it, it wouldn't have happened. But uh, <laughs> New Jack beat the shit out of that kid. <laughs> I saw that video. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Woo! Yeah, that's it. Was it, it, very unsettling. The very yeah. Um. Uh, New Jack to me doesn't even need to be allowed in a crowd, <laughs> <laughs> much less in a, much less in a pro wrestling ring. He doesn't need to be around people. <laughs> hey, what? Sure, Hulk Hogan would agree with you, Dan. But calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not soon enough. No, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, we killed Mr. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nerf herder. <laughs> nerf herder. You're nerf my herder. nerf herder. Uh, that's my word. You cannot use yeah. that word. <laughs> All right, well, we, we cool. talked a, a so little. Summer Slam, right? <laughs> well, actually, I, I, there's another question. I, I've got to ask this one. We talked a little bit about when you called in um, before we started recording, but uh, we got to hear it from the horse's mouth, tell the apple juice story so everyone can hear it again. We talked the to Bruno about From juice. your perspective, yeah, I got to hear this from, from your perspective, perspective, what you were thinking. All right, so basically, <laughs> to quote a certain newspaper that came out about us, I was an excitable pint-sized fanboy uh-huh. when I entered the Ken Wayne School of that was a, That's in the Memphis Flyer was. article. <laughs> Y'all can look that up. That's in, the, that's in the Memphis Flyer uh, article. School of is, Slam. It is at the Nightmare Ken Wayne School of Professional Wrestling. Yeah, Keep School of School. The, the article is called anyway. School of Slam. It's in the Memphis Flyer. Y'all can look that up uh, on the internet. So, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, so, so I get to, I get to my very which I found the flyer for NEW wrestling at a Ryan's buffet, which I can only think that Dan put that there. No offense. Um, but I, I, I find it at a Ryan's buffet, and um, I see it. Of course, I'm, I've got like 800 bucks in my pocket from my, my income tax, and my grandfather was dying of cancer, and it was go to school, go to wrestling. So I went to wrestling. I pull up in the, um, in the, at the warehouse, lumber yard they did it in, and uh, I see two people walking in the building. I recognize one Harvey Wimpleman downtown Bruno, but I couldn't recognize the other guy. I just saw the blonde mullet. So I yell out, hey, Ricky Morton. And it was Bobby Eaton. Oh, my God. <laughs> he turns around near, even like, oh, nearer and dearer to their hearts now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little kid, like, and I'm like, still thinking these guys as like gods among men. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just broke the cardinal rule. I called a Midnight Express guy, a Rock and Roll Express guy. He's going to kill me. <laughs> but, uh, so I get, I, you know, I get to know the guys, and I'm sitting around, and I always notice Bruno, he's not drinking beer with everybody else. He's got this cup, and he's drinking. I'm like, Drew, Bruno, what are you drinking on? He's like, apple juice, no, apple juice, get you strong. <laughs> you know? 
How about that wire? What wire? Why are you such an asshole? Right? <laughs> so, uh, so a few weeks go by, and I start drinking a lot of apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'm at work sipping apple juice all day. I'm you think gym, that's the breakfast of champions juice. all of a sudden, right? I'm thinking, oh, my God, Bruno, he managed Giant Gonzalez against The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and he said, drink apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm drinking apple juice, and one day we're sitting up in a post-production, and my dad goes, Bruno, will you please tell my son you're not drinking apple juice? Fuck no, I'm drinking beer. What you think? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm here. And, and I quietly pushed the apple juice bottle behind my chair. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't drinking apple juice. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you, uh, Bruno says you brought him a case of apple juice, too. I did. I did. <laughs> I did bring him a case of apple juice. <laughs> And to show his love and admiration for the apple juice, knowing how I feel about that certain wrestler, he bought me a John Cena T-shirt. Nice. Bruno, if you're listening to this, thank you. Um, (laughs) We like Bruno. He's a fan of the show. Yeah, we interviewed Bruno oh, for man, like two hours. Bruno. Yeah, go love back. Bruno. You can go back and listen to us interview him. It's on oversellpodcast.com. I'll go yeah. ahead and throw that plug out there. Yeah, and you get to hear uh, Bruno's <laughs> side of that story. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They talked about me. Oh, yeah. Dan, I wish I could tell you my funniest Bruno story, but I can't because it goes into all that drama, so I can't. But, man, it's uh, I got a great Bruno story. But, uh, but anyway, moving on. I don't want to. I don't want to open old wounds. But well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you want to, if you want to talk a little SummerSlam, give us your thoughts, man. SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer. Um, SummerSlam. I was actually really impressed with Undertaker. Like I was there at the Superdome live when his streak broke because God hates me apparently. And, um, <laughs> I'm I waited my whole life to go to WrestleMania. My so, whole life. So and wait. Now I'm, I moved down here. They come to the Superdome. I finally get to go. Three F fives later, I'm crying like a baby in the blow <laughs> So your first Undertaker like, pay per view match was when he lost a streak. It was no, not first pay per view match. First oh. WrestleMania. Oh, oh okay, WrestleMania. okay. First WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, that, that yeah. is my such bad luck. Period. And I'm jizzing myself the whole night because, I mean, let's face it, that was a pretty sweet WrestleMania. Like, it starts off with Austin, Hogan, and Rock. I mean, Austin, he shall not be named, and Rock. Yeah, yeah, like, right, right. And it's, like, and it's like, it's great. And then F5, but back to my point, is like, he looked, so, he looked sick. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Wasn't, he wasn't well. Like, and the match, uh, it was awful and... I was crying like a baby, like that guy that got all the publicity in the front row because his eyes were bugged out and his jaw was dropped. That was me. It was just way up in the nosebleed. Placing onto my dad's arm going, it's not fair. <laughs> but um, so I was, real, I was real worried, like, can Undertaker even still go? <laughs> like, like, I love Undertaker. I always love Undertaker. Time is a son of a bitch, and we all got to get old, and I hate it. But I really didn't think – I thought it was going to suck. I was like, man, I hate that they both Undertaker Brock. <laughs> and they, did, they didn't do bad. It was pretty good. You know, 
little bit in this steps. I mean, but the guy's what, fifty six years old? I, I think 54, he's something like that. No, Undertaker. Yeah, I think he's yeah, like, he's, like no, he's late forties. I think we, I want to say he's like forty eight, forty nine. Boy, that sting that's in his fifties. My bad. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but man, I was I hated the finish. Like oh my, I don't the, that finish. But really, like the timekeeper rung the bell on his own. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to help you rest. Ding, ding, ding. Well, like, yeah. And you know, that's exactly the words that I said. Yeah. There's not a match in the history of the entire WWE where the timekeeper ended the match. Without being told by the referee. Oh, right. well, I kind of saw that. I mean, I would accept it, the two referee deal that they do sometimes. I would have bought that before I bought <laughs> the ref, the timekeeper rang the bell. You know what? Let the, let watch that. I was be like, like, "Is Brian Tillman back?" Like, what? Is this? <laughs> I was having flashbacks <laughs> to a cold day in hell. Like, oh, well, in and like even in the uh, Montreal screw job, <clears throat> and we said this early in the show, Hebner ca- still called for the bell. You know, I, he did, and it's 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 crazy that. All of a sudden, a guy on it who had an angle where he couldn't see, there's no way he could see Undertaker tapping, said, oh, yeah, he's tapped out. Let me ring the bell. Mm-hmm. By the way, well, I mean, just my opinion. I mean, I know it's wrestling and anything goes. I mean, my bad, it's sports entertainment and everything goes. But um, <laughs> when they showed the video in front of the ref's face, of, hey, Undertaker tapped. That's what I think kills the legitimacy and, like, hurt. Because, like, like Ken Wayne used to tell us, if you go to a Superman movie and you watch a Superman fly around and you see the little wire holding him, it kills the whole movie for you. You go to a wrestling show and something like that or a fake like one fake punch ruins the whole show. You go there to escape reality, to, elude, to suspend disbelief. And I think stuff like that kills the legitimacy of of sports entertainment because any other referee in any other sport seeing that footage would have reversed the decision and gave the win to Brock Lesnar. Well, and there was they a, played the footage right in the face of the ref. I can remember right. like one time it was either last year or the year before where they actually used replay on the match and it threw me for a loop because like we've never seen replay before in professional wrestling and it, it, it I don't know. That it was extremely I, stupid. When I when I saw that, yeah, I think that was used in a Daniel Bryan match, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they used it to keep the title off of him in some way, shape, or form. No, right. no, it was a mid card title. So. Okay, I can't remember. I'd have we, I'd have um, to go back and look it up. Cause the rest of SummerSlam, um, I took a bathroom break during Kevin Owens. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I what really, you... I really like Sheamus and Orton. Like, I'm not oh. usually a Sheamus guy, but I thought the finish was very well done, very well executed. It kept Orton strong, and it put. I, I hate when guys get the briefcase these years because it's like a curse. Like, you get the briefcase and you start losing to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what we were saying. Right, so I like... really like that they put. I really like that Sheamus went over. Um, like, we... I still think he's going to cash in and lose, but. Um, huh. I like that. Um, what did you think? I of, didn't really uh, care for the what. What you? I was gonna. What, what? did you think of um, Stephen Amell? Oh, <laughs> oh man, it wasn't bad. I mean, I'll be fair. He's an actor. It wasn't bad. And but I, I'm, I'm like ah, R.I.P. Roddy Piper. I'm with him on that. Like man, like they got no business in our business. Like bring them in for an appearance. Fine. Like, get in the ring, kiss my ass. Like, 
Absolutely. I, I, I think we were rather impressed with him. I thought he sold well. Sold more than any. I was, yeah, I was, I was for what for his for for being an actor. I mean, because that's what we do. I mean, for being an actor, he did fine. I mean, I I I know you guys saw he almost missed that hip toss. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he had to stumble to get there. <laughs> right, but I mean, I was I'm not I'm not gonna hate on the guy. He did a really good job. I was really worried about that match because I mean, really on paper, how dumb is that? Arrow's gonna fight Stardust. <laughs> but that brings me to another point. I freaking love Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he's. Wait. Is there anything? I swear, I think they could bring back the DL Hopper gimmick, put it on Cody Rhodes, and he'll get it over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy had people putting bags on his on their faces willingly. That, I mean, I know I'm ugly and I need one, but. <laughs> I, I'm, Everybody, I'm, and he got this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause the interview for just a second so I can piss Derek off. I just watched a clip of SmackDown on my phone, and the Ascension, wrestling the Dudleys, wrestling the Dudleys just got put through a table. Well, that's you know what? <laughs> that's fine because the Dudleys can put the Ascension through the table. Okay, all right. I'm not, that doesn't piss me off. All right, all right. So we're okay. We were born and bred to rip and shred and something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Born to bread and lip, rip and shred and Listen. lose to every tag team on the what? card. <laughs> I hate it too because I I really like those guys. I like, like them too. They just, uh, they really missed the boat with them. Well, they just they did it wrong. They're, and I'm gonna here comes here comes my fucking ascension rant again. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they came they brought them in and they did some stupid ass promo comparing them to the Legion of Doom and Demolition. Don't do that with a fucking rookie tag team on a main roster. Yep. They they could have just left that shit out. They could they didn't even have to talk. They, they could have just ha- they didn't have to change a thing about them no, to no, bring no. them to the main roster. And I think they learned their lesson because they haven't done a thing with anybody else since then. No, that's they true. They brought them straight over yeah. to the main roster. It was like, "Fuck it, we're just going to bring them over like they are." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel bad for those guys too cuz it I mean, I don't know how the inner workings behind them. I'm not one of these dirt sheet marks that try to Oh, I know how everything works. I mean, but he they had to piss somebody off because it seemed like every week they were out of a way to bury the attention. Mm-hmm. They did the, the the LOD promo, and then the very next week you have them get their butts kicked by the NWO, the New Age Outlaws, and the APA. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were the catalyst for the um, reemergence of the primetime players. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, granted, they did. The dog. <laughs> let's get one more let's get your opinion millions on one more penis, ma- millions of pennies what <laughs> let's get one more <laughs> millions of pennies oh lord <laughs> um, let's get one more opinion on I want, what do you think of Cena and Rollins oh dude that was John Stewart stole the show um no anyway uh, <laughs> it was I really liked uh, Seth Rollins white power ranger get up that was cool um <laughs> The white Power Ranger outfit seemed to be the White Power Ranger outfit seemed to be the dress of the night because the new a the new, new day. day came out wearing it and if you, Bailey yeah. came out wearing it and for NXT I, yeah. and uh, you know everybody uh, everybody copies Seth Rollins he's a new Chris Jericho he invented that <laughs> but uh, I really like it I liked it I liked it a lot like Cena like I hate on Cena all the time like, I'm not a John Cena guy but Cena this year has been the best John Cena I've seen since 2005. Completely agree. When he was on that red-hot streak. 
like Cena this year taking that step back, getting him out of the WWE title picture, putting him with the other, you know, you know, mid card guys has has brought new life to John Cena. And like, not not only that, and not only that, it's brought new life to the um, United States Championship title. Without a doubt, without a doubt, and it, it makes Cena fun to watch again because instead of seeing the same old Orton Cena or whatever you. Seeing guys like Cesaro and Cena, Stardust and Cena, uh, Kevin Owens and Cena. Oh, God, I nearly <laughs> lost my life on that one. Um, okay, never mind. Just scrap those. Those matches don't count. I hated those matches. Right? They suck. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, my God. Cena was moving like a snail to keep up with the Hamburglar, and it was just embarrassing. Wow. Right. <laughs> Wow. I wonder if he's going to block me on Twitter now. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, we um We what do you what show, do you have anything go, going on here lately or coming up soon? I do as a matter of fact. September the 19th in Millington, Tennessee, Millington Mayhem 2.0 at the Army Gym. Yeah, we poker just Face had, events is running that. We had uh, Poker Face on here a couple of weeks ago talking about that. And, uh, yeah. I have a funny story to tell you about Poker Face. Oh, um, really? Go ahead. Really funny if y'all want to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. So I called Poker a few weeks ago, and I was like, hey, I've got this friend from high school. She does professional face painting. I think it will add to the show. You know, little kids, hey, paint my face like Sting. You know, it'll be great, right? Put a little daily on my face, whatever. And I was like, I think it'd be a good way to generate some more revenue, get my friend a little bit of money. And add a little ex- extra something to the show. Poker was all for it. He's like, hell yeah, give me your number. Well, see, my friend is a sheltered, innocent little church girl. She's never ran into somebody like Poker Face. <laughs> so she called Poker to set up this business deal, and he's F this, F that, mother through this, and oh, you know, Mo, I'll chew that little punk up and spit him out. Shit, I'll get you some fucking money. We And she calls me. And she goes, I don't know about doing this show. And I'm like, why? She goes, because whoever that poker face guy is, he scares me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, he scares you? I'm like, it's poker face. He's cool. He's probably going to punch me in the face for saying that he's a sweet guy. But um, (laughs) he's a cool guy, I mean, you know? And she's like, no, he's in my sad and shoot this and hear that. And I'm like, hey, don't say that word. That's our word. Nerf over. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that, that is my funny little story. He scared my friend to death, and now she'll never come watch me wrestle. Thanks, poker. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Well, where can folks um, find you on social media? Social media, I am on Twitter at Mo underscore Siegel. I'm on Facebook at Facebook.com slash VMOE Mo Siegel. All one thing, you know, for computer. I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to turn on the Weebox 5000. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, right. he he calls me when he tries to plug stuff in. <laughs> I do all when I try to get my dad out of jail. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting call at two in the morning. So, but I anyway, I to do this grown-up stuff. Yeah, it sucks being a grown-up, doesn't it? It does. It does. Well, man, does. we're gonna we're gonna save the rest of your stories for another time. We definitely want to have you back on and. You know, talk some more hey, and one more question. What's one more that? question for you guys. Oh, really? Vaude villains. What do you guys think of them? I, I'm think a va- great. I'm a vaudevillain guy. 
I like them. Do you think they can make it on the main roster? You know what? I think if the, as long, they, they may have to tweak it just a little bit, I think they can make it. I, I love their entrance. I think they need to be heel. I, yeah, yeah, I could, I, yeah. If they became it to the main roster, I'm, I'm with you. I like him as I like him as a heel, but in NXT they're they're over as faces. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, because they're just great, and they oh man, just watch them work. It's like oh my god. But, but I think they should be heel. I think it would get over more on the main roster as a snooty. We are man's man. We are gentlemen. I yeah, through you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get a beer. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, thanks for having me. It's been fun. I've had some laughs. Um, feeling totally motivated like never before. Keep fun. Um, uh-huh. Get the new MOE t-shirts available nowhere until you come see me at a show. I know well, you got SPWTs.com. We just had the new uh, SPWTs.com. SPWTs.com. Yes. Uh, my lawyer will be calling them. We got that uh, <laughs> MOE. <laughs> yeah, you got the I MOE like shirt, and you've got the Dan Matthews shirt, too, now. So be... they do have the Dan Matthews shirt. And hey, if you call in right now with the promo code, Dan Matthews has big ears. You get fifty percent off the Dan Matthews T-shirt. I, I'm gonna have him hang up on your ass in a minute. <laughs> 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 Fucking asshole! Oh man. All right. Well, Mo, we thank you for having you for coming on the show, man. And uh, hopefully, we can get you back on uh, another time. Problem. And and if you're ever in Memphis Live, maybe we can work it out where you we can sit and watch you two guys. Yeah, once you uh, <laughs> once you make it back up this way, we may may have you in the studio live or something. Oh my god, is what I always wanted. <laughs> 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 All right, Mo. We thank you, ba- man. I'll be back in town the sixth, and I'll I'll hit you guys up. All right, man. All right, thanks, Mo. All right, later, later dude. guys. That was our interview with Mo Stegall. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Dan was very uncomfortable through a lot of it. Uh, he can uh, he can try my nerves sometimes, but I, lo- <laughs> I love the little pipsqueak. I really do. <laughs> well, guys, as we always end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you this. Who is your Superstar of the Week? <laughs> I am changing mine. Oh, oh. Hallelujah. Bailey. I like it. Dan? I'll go with Bailey. I, somebody's got to be different, and, ah, uh, man, I got, there's a. You know what? I'll change mine. Okay. I'll change mine. I'll go with Kevin Owens. Okay. That's good. Three. Three, th- three nights of insane action for yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and he gets put over at <laughs> SummerSlam. So, you know. You know what? I'll go with Kevin. You know what? I'm going to go with a guy that. Came on the roster. We didn't know who he was yet. I'm gonna go with Braun Strowman, <laughs> just because it was a cool, it was a cool segment. It's it, yeah. it's gonna help the Wyatt family out immensely. Yeah. In a close second, the Dudley Boys. Yeah, for me. Yeah, honorary. Yeah, honorary mention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our episode this week. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes. Be sure you rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars and a quick review. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. At DwarfMike23. <laughs> Head over to OversellPodcast.com. Visit those Amazon links. Folks, we will talk to you next week. This is the Oversell Podcast.